Can God change your life in just 30 minutes? I believe you're watching right now because God has something special for you. I'm Jonathan Burness, and I'm a Jewish rabbi who follows Jesus. Join me for Jewish Voice, and you'll discover how Bible prophecy is coming to pass before our very eyes and why you need to stand with Israel. You can play a role in God's end-time plan. Find out how on Jewish Voice. Well, shalom and welcome to Jewish Voice, where we help you to understand the Jewish roots of your Christian faith, Bible prophecy, and why you should stand with Israel. I'm Rabbi Jonathan Burness. Thanks for joining us. Well, we're going to talk about a very important topic today, life after death. What do Jewish people believe? What do the Old Testament scriptures say, the New Testament scriptures? What do some people say who have actually died and come back? And we have a special co-host I want to introduce. Her name is Donya Greenberg. She's a dear friend. And she's responsible for the Tree of Life Version Bible. Maybe some of you have this, the Messianic Jewish Family Bible that we've been offering. And Donya is responsible for that. She's a dear friend along with her husband, Mark, who I led to the Lord. I had the privilege of leading to the Lord. Yes, you did. 30 years ago now. Yeah. It's amazing. Well, thank you for joining me today. Thank you so much for having and me. And doing this. Well, I am so excited to talk about a topic that really goes back to uh, my salvation and one wow. of the reasons I came to faith. And that is the question of what happens after you die. And so we're going to dig right into this. And uh, I'm, I'm going to answer questions that you've come up with reading a rabbi looks at the afterlife. So yeah, I'm, I'm amazed because like when I read a book that says a rabbi looks at the afterlife and I happen to be like a disciple of that particular rabbi, it's like sitting like back at your house, me and Mark learning all about the Bible with you because there's so much that's intrinsically in your perspective of this topic and the way that you researched it that I think it's fascinating. I really wanted to hear what you had to say about it. So I'm going to start by saying what made you write the book? Like why was this a topic that that was so interesting to you that you would interview people about it separately and then what is this concept of you know an NDE you mentioned that so let me start at the the why why did I uh, devote time to study what happens after you die and I would say it goes back to my childhood when I was six years old my grandfather passed away wow. and it was my first experience with a, a tragic and sudden death and I watched the, the uh, tension that my parents experienced and my aunts and uncles and, and grandmother and the pain uh, of, the, of this loss. And they shielded us that we weren't allowed to go to the funeral and uh, we were just kept. That's kind of the Jewish way, you know, mm. keep them from sorrow. And uh, I was only six, but it profoundly affected me. And I remember asking the question, what happens after you die? And nobody could give me answers. Uh, that was a driving question for my life, and a question that every person, regardless of economic strata or language or culture, we all have to deal with two questions. Why am I here? Hmm. And what's going to happen to me after I die? You, you, th those are the two questions that really dominate life. Now we fill our life with things so that we distract ourselves from those two essential questions. 
but they were always questions that I wanted answered. What, why am I here? And what's going to happen after you die? And Danny, I remember going to the rabbi at age 13, Ask the rabbi day. And mm -hmm. I asked the rabbi what happens after you die. And he gave me a long story of a man climbing a mountain and not knowing what was really? over the, the top uh, and what lay beyond. And we're the climbers of the mountain, but God is at the top and he knows what's beyond. And it was a very profound answer from the rabbi, but I realized years later the rabbi had no idea what happens after you die, but he was the rabbi and he, he couldn't say, I don't know. That wasn't what the, a Not rabbi acceptable. does. So uh, that was a, a question that dominated my life and brought me at age 20 to a Bible study where I heard the gospel, understood that I was separated from God, and prayed a prayer that I really didn't even engage my mind with, uh, but it was the prayer of salvation. And something changed in my heart. And I knew that I knew in the following weeks that something had changed in me, and I had this overwhelming urge to read the Bible. And I started with the New Testament, which was something that Jews don't, we don't read the New Testament, it's, it's the book of the Christians. But when I read the New Testament, I saw clearly the theme of heaven and hell running repeatedly through the New Testament. In fact, Jesus talked more about hell than heaven. And I was compelled to believe this is true. I don't think most people truth. get that. I no, don't think most people I don't that. think so. And then I found it in my own scriptures. And so this has been a compelling topic for me since childhood. So is this, when, when you're explaining it as growing up as a young Jewish boy and being shielded from that, do you think most people understand the difference between how Jews deal with the funeral and Christians, because I find that, that always fascinates me, that it's such a different experience, because there, no, there is no wake, there is no viewing of a dead body, because Jewish people don't go near those things. Right, right, so death is, is off limits. It yeah. makes us unclean. So the idea of an open casket is something very strange for Jewish people. The other so it's kind of like going into nothing. It's going into nothing, and eternity, eternal mm -hmm. life, in Judaism is really, for modern Judaism is more about living on through the memories, living on through what the person did in their life and remembering those things as opposed to what actually happens to the person. Mm -hmm. That's just not, that's not, not talked about they, in, a, in, a, in a memorial service or funeral. What's talked about is the memories that they leave us with that will continue their life As through us. As if they're living through their children and yeah, the next which, which, generation. And, and that theme is important. That yeah. generational theme is important. But the question of what actually happens to a person when they die. It's just not on is, the table. It's not on the table. And it's a critical question that needs to be asked and answered, I believe, and for all people. a lot of the reason why what drove you to write this book and the yes, things that you began yes. to see in it. And, the, and then the whole idea of NDEs, which was the second questions, yeah. which is our near-death experiences, uh, have captivated people's attention. So many books that have become bestsellers. People want to know what's beyond this life. I did as a child, and I find that that's, that's a question that is very compelling. And even if people have pushed it out of the way, I think that and, and I'm talking to you right now, need to deal with this issue if you've never dealt with it. Why am I here on this earth? And what's going to happen to me after I die? There's a book 
that is very that very clearly tells us uh, there's no ambiguity in this book that there is a life after death. Amen. Amen. Danya, there's one scripture in the Old Testament that I, I think is the best to to show biblically okay. in Where Jewish thought, in, in, in the scriptures, in the Tanakh, there's clarity about life after death, and it's in Daniel chapter 12. So l let's put this up on the screen. It's Daniel, yeah, Daniel chapter 12, beginning in verse 2. It said, multitudes who sleep in the dust of the earth will awake. Now that, that's clearly talking about people who have died that will wake up again. In other words an afterlife. Some, look at the division here, to everlasting life. Wow. Others to shame and, notice the word again, everlasting contempt. And then a warning in verse 3, those who are wise will shine like the brightness of the heavenly expanse, and those who turn many to righteousness will be like the stars forever and ever. Wow. That's clarity to and me. And so that was, and, and the book of Daniel was written late in the chronology in the Old Testament. So it wouldn't have been, it wasn't like a thousand years between that and, and when Messiah came. It would have been relatively recent history. Right, and I the, think this would be a verse that the Pharisees right. would, have, would have attached themselves to and said, yes, there is, there is aft, an afterlife and will be divided in the afterlife those that will well, live a in a place of, of, of everlasting joy and rest in Ganadin, the Garden of Eden, of paradise, and those who will live with Ganadin. an everlasting shame. Ganadin, Ganadin. the Garden of Eden. That's what Jewish people call the Garden of yes. Eden. I love it. As opposed to Gehenna, which Gehenna. is the other word, right, that right. we don't want to go to. Right. right. So there's the idea, the, mostly the idea of Sheol, the grave, right. and then later Hades, which yes. is Greek thought, right. and Gehenna, which is this fiery destination, which we see in the New Testament. So there is a literal heaven and hell. We've got to take a short break. We're going to be right back with an astounding story from one man's encounter with death. He came back to tell about it. But first, I have an important message for you about the afterlife. Don't miss this. What lies beyond the veil of death? It's a question we almost dare not consider. But Rabbi Jonathan Burnus boldly takes you on an unforgettable journey of exploration and discernment in his compelling book, A Rabbi Looks at the Afterlife. There's much to take in. The ancient rabbinic views on heaven and hell, revealing scriptures, and six true near-death stories of those who have glimpsed what lies beyond. Request this book for a one-time gift of $40 or more, and we'll include the accompanying resource, A Rabbi Looks at the Afterlife Study Guide, which will help you reimagine heaven and live with a greater sense of purpose and urgency in this life. We'll send out both books and the Jewish Voice Ministries calendar for a one-time gift of $40 or more. or become a new monthly partner for $30 a month or more, and we'll send you these three resources, plus the Messianic Jewish Family Bible. This one-of-a-kind translation clarifies the meaning of important Hebrew words, includes footnotes and study notes from Rabbi Bernus, and highlights Messianic prophecies, all in bonded leather. We'll also add a quality canvas Bible cover with interior pockets and full zipper. New monthly partners, please specify offer 4162 and know your monthly gift of $30 or more will help us deliver the good news and vital medical care to one person each month. That's 12 people each year. With your one-time gift of $40 or more, please specify offer 2092. 
You can also go to our website, jewishvoice.tv, with your gift of support. Or send it to us at Jewish Voice, Post Office Box 6, Phoenix, Arizona, 85001. Welcome back. We're talking about one of the two questions that every human being has to deal with. First, what happens after you die? And then, why am I here on this earth? Those are the two questions, Danya, that everyone has to deal with. And I really focused on what happens after you die, because the Bible's very clear. And this is the only book we can trust, It by really the way. is. And when, you, when, when we're reading the Bible, and we read stories like what happened between Jesus and Nicodemus, Nicodemus was a Pharisee who believed in the afterlife. So if you know that, going into reading that part of the scripture, it's amazing, because you can have conversations with people that have come back that you, you can talk to people who've had a supernatural experience and talk to them about that. I, I had that opportunity. We did a research project a couple of years ago, and we interviewed dozens of people that had claimed to have a near-death or actual death experience, wow. and then interviewed 12 of them and wrote about six of them. And so yeah. we're going to take you back to look at a clip. This is, this is Dr. Gary Wood. He died in a head-on collision in 1966. He was dead for 60 minutes. That's not only clinically dead, that's biologically dead. He explained the difference between the two. Mm. Sometimes there's a story so compelling that uh, it never leaves your mind. And I want to share it with our viewers again. So we're revisiting this incredible testimony of Dr. Gary Wood, who actually came back after dying for 60 minutes to tell about it. Take a look. Tell us how you died. You actually died, and for, not, not for a short time. No, I was actually dead for over 60 minutes. My little sister and I crashed in the back of a truck, and uh, it, it immediately uh, caused my death. The turn signal indicator snapped in two. It crisscrossed my face. I have a hundred stitches in my face. Some people may not like the way I look. I do. I thank God I for too. I thank God for plastic surgery and that they could reconstruct me. But it did severe damage. It severed my vocal cords, crushed my larynx, and uh, crushed my neck in three separate places. the The first thing that happened is I came out of my body, and my whole life instantly did, were passed. You, did you die my, instantly? Were you instantly? And how how did they know that you were dead. Your sister was with you and knew that you were dead. How? The doctors at the scene pronounced me dead. You're, you were dead, over clinically dead. Yes, sir. Over an hour. Yes, sir. And, but you didn't die. Paul, said to, be, to, Paul said to be absent in the bodies body to be present with the Lord. And that's what happened to you. You yes. were taken up in glory. You're, yeah. And you're, hear, you're hearing, singing, and you're escorted into this, the, actual the city of heaven. Place called heaven. I saw an angel standing in front of one of the 12 gates of pearl, and I was granted access into the city. And I walked down the corridor after going a little distance. I met a friend of mine who had died in a previous accident. Was he, was he the, the, your welcome delegation? He was. Because I've had others every, talk about it, loved ones ready. Everyone ready. is assigned uh, someone to meet them and to take them around. And my friend, my best friend in high school had died and his head had been decapitated and he's taking me on this uh, tour of heaven and I recognize him immediately. He, how, did, how did he look? I assume his he, head was, was He looked he just on. exactly like I saw him. He was young and 
there's no wrinkles, there's no deformity. I always tell the young people there's no pimples in heaven. We embraced Jonathan. We loved each other, and then he started taking me on Perfect his tour. Perfect weight, ladies. Per yes, yeah. Don't uh, have to worry about dieting and calories. And the, uh, we went to a library, and there were volumes and volumes of scrolls there with prayer requests and the number of souls that we have won to the Lord. And, and uh, I saw the Lamb's Book of Life. And he opened up the Lamb's Book of Life, and I saw my name actually written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Literally Lit written in the Lamb's Book of Life. And it said, paid in full by the precious red blood of Jesus. And whenever anyone on the earth would get born again, there'd be great celebration in heaven. And they'd go find a loved one, and they'd tell them, your loved one's just gotten born again. Then all the saints in heaven would rejoice. And there would be a wiping away of all the transactions that had, that had happened to a person up until that point in their life. Describe the throne room of God. Well, I saw God's throne. Right in front of him was a sea of diamonds. It's clear, pure, solid diamonds. It's, a, it's at least from front to back 100 miles, 75 miles high. I saw God's throne, saw him sitting on the throne. He appears as a young man. There's an emerald uh, rainbow directly behind him. And then there's a beautiful river flowing from the throne room of God. The Bible calls the river of life. Meeting Jesus. Absolutely. Jesus, the most uh, wonderful, amazing person that I've ever encountered in my life. When I saw him, I fell at his feet, and he reached down and picked me up and stood me up. Jesus stands a little taller than the average Jewish man, about 6'2". I saw his rabbinical uh, hair. He was white. I saw his beautiful white robe. He had a purple sash that said King of Kings on one side, Lord of Lords on the other. Not hard uh, to recognize. Not huh? at all. He is, he is Jewish. I saw him with his prayer shawl. I saw well, he, was wear, he was wearing, wearing a, prayer a prayer shawl. shawl. And you saw, of course, that the... the uh, fringes. The fringes, but you saw that the, the uh, scars in his hands. I saw the in his scars in his hands, and I saw the scars on his head and the scar in his And feet. he had actually the payas, the, the, the yes. hair locks. Yes, he did. And he has blue eyes. Jesus Jews. is Jewish. He's Jewish. A blue-eyed Jew. Yeah. Jews from the house tribe and lineage of Judah are known to have blue eyes. Now, Jesus sends you back. Talk about that message. Jesus said, tell people don't ever buy into the condemnation of the devil that they're unworthy. He said, tell them they're worthy because I've redeemed them with the blood of the Lamb. He said there'll be a, a, a spirit of restoration that will occur prior to his return. He said, number two, there'll be a strong emphasis upon prayer. He taught me always to pray, it is written, then I claim it is finished. He said, number three, there'll be an outburst of miracles. We're on the verge, Rabbi Jonathan, of the greatest miracle revival the world has ever seen to usher in the Messiah. We are in the last days. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Oh my gosh, heaven is like a real place. <laughs> like, I can't believe this guy's testimony was amazing. Every person I interviewed that claimed to have died and come back, that, wow. and, that, and I thought this really brought legitimacy, has no fear of death whatsoever. No fear of death. Yeah at all. That's amazing. It, it, really, it, really, it really built faith. It did for me. Do we believe this book? We do believe that book. I, I have one little testimony about that, and that's that I, um, as my mother was, it was hospicing my mom, and uh, she, you knew her a long time. She never sure. professed faith. Ten years she wouldn't profess faith, but when she was staring, face, staring death right in the face, she, um, she, 
she wasn't able to speak because of the brain tumor, but she said, I want to mmm. She, mm. I'm like, Mom, what, what, I want you to And I said, you want me to, to pray, pray for you? She said, yes. Like, my mother did come to faith before she went to be with the Lord. But it's, it's just, it's that driving question. No one wants to leave here and think this is all there is. There's so much yeah, more there, than there that. There is so much There's more. There's so much more. In fact, there is an eternity That's right. ahead. Maybe you haven't made that decision. Maybe you haven't invited Jesus into your heart. The Bible says he's standing at the door and of your heart, and he's That's knocking. Right. Today is the day of your salvation. That's Maybe right. you are praying for a loved one to come to the Lord or to come back to the Lord. God hears your prayers. Maybe you're backslidden and you need to come back. Today is the day for you to do that. There is an eternity ahead. That's this right. life is a vapor. What happens if you gain the whole world and lose your own soul in the midst? Right. It's about eternity. And the Bible says, everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Shall be saved. And so in Jesus' name, in the name of Yeshua, you, I minister to you right now. Lord, and I speak salvation to your God. family members, to parents, to children, to grandchildren. I speak salvation to your spouse. And I say restoration. Restoration in your life. Restoration to your household. In Jesus' name, Thank you, in the name of Yeshua. Thank you, Lord. Amen. And amen. Amen. Feel the presence of God here. Amen. And I know he's ministering to you right now. Amen. I know it. Amen. This is such a great book. You did such a beautiful job. <laughs> and the you. testimonies are just thrilling in it. We really urge everybody to get in. For goodness sakes, get in your Bible and learn about what God says about the afterlife. Heaven and hell do exist. There's a lot. There's a lot in there. We've also put together a study guide we want to get out to you. We want you to learn about what's ahead because there's so much more ahead. And by the way, just ahead, I'm going to answer some of the questions that you have written in. Ask the rabbi when we come back. Amen. What lies beyond the veil of death? It's a question we almost dare not consider. But Rabbi Jonathan Burnus boldly takes you on an unforgettable journey of exploration and discernment in his compelling book, A Rabbi Looks at the Afterlife. There's much to take in. The ancient rabbinic views on heaven and hell, revealing scriptures, and six true near-death stories of those who have glimpsed what lies beyond. Request this book for a one-time gift of $40 or more, and we'll include the accompanying resource, A Rabbi Looks at the Afterlife Study Guide, which will help you reimagine heaven and live with a greater sense of purpose and urgency in this life. We'll send out both books and the Jewish Voice Ministries calendar for a one-time gift of $40 or more. Or become a new monthly partner for $30 a month or more, and we'll send you these three resources, plus the Messianic Jewish Family Bible. This one-of-a-kind translation clarifies the meaning of important Hebrew words, includes footnotes and study notes from Rabbi Bernus, and highlights Messianic prophecies, all in bonded leather. We'll also add a quality canvas Bible cover with interior pockets and full zipper. New monthly partners, please specify offer 4162. And know your monthly gift of $30 or more will help us deliver the good news and vital medical care to one person each month. That's 12 people each year. With your one-time gift of $40 or more, please specify offer 2092. 
You can also go to our website, jewishvoice.tv, with your gift of support, or send it to us at Jewish Voice, Post Office Box 6, Phoenix, Arizona, 85001. It's time now for Ask the Rabbi. Welcome back today. A great program on the afterlife. A rabbi looks at the afterlife. You have an eternal destiny. Some of you have written with questions that I'm going to answer and ask the rabbi. And the first one is, are there scriptures in the Bible that point to reincarnation? And the answer is no. There, reincarnation is not a biblical concept. Yes, you may be aware that in ultra-Orthodox Judaism, in Jewish mysticism and Kabbalah, there is a type of reincarnation that the soul that is growing closer to God is reincarnated. It doesn't come from the scriptures. It came, it seeped in from Eastern religion. It's not biblical. The Bible's very clear. We have one life and then the judgment, and reincarnation is not a biblical concept. So just in the same way that all roads don't lead to the same God, reincarnation is not a biblical truth. Uh, everlasting life is, some to judgment, and some to uh, everlasting joy in the presence of God. The next question, does the Bible say that we will be reunited with friends and family in heaven? Well, yes. The, uh, Jesus said, you will not see me again uh, until you're with me in the kingdom and during the last Passover Seder before his death. He was talking to his friends. He was saying to his friends, you'll see me. Uh, Hebrews chapter 11 speaks of a great cloud of witnesses, those that have gone before us in faith. I absolutely am, am convinced that we'll be with our friends and family that made the decision to embrace Yeshua, to accept Jesus, to be forgiven of their sins. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So the ones that will be reunited with in heaven are those that made Yeshua, Jesus, their Lord, their Messiah, their Savior and experienced the forgiveness of sins and uh, were granted eternal life through His atonement. And uh, I expect to see many, many friends and family, even family that are not yet believers, I'm believing by faith, will come to know Him and will be reunited for eternity. And that's my prayer for you and your family. I'm speaking salvation over your entire household. In Jesus' name. If you have prayer needs or uh, questions, remember that we're here for you. You can log on to our website. It's jewishvoice.tv. Just one word, jewishvoice.tv. I want you to remember this. God loves you, and so do we. As I close our program, I want to remind you that Psalm 122.6 says, Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May they prosper who love thee. So if you want to prosper this week, pray for Israel and the Jewish people. Hey, I want you to stay connected with us. We have a great app. This is a great way for you to stay connected. Lots of great things going on here at Jewish Voice, and thanks for joining me today. Until next time, I'm Rabbi Jonathan Bernis saying shalom, and God bless you. Don't miss the Jewish Voice 2019 Israel Tour. You'll walk the ancient streets where Yeshua walked, 
You'll learn from Jonathan Burnus as he shares teachings at historic sites like the Old City of Jerusalem and other inspiring locations throughout Israel. You'll also enjoy your choice of four or five-star accommodations, make new friends, savor some of Israel's most delectable foods, and experience memorable adventures, such as being baptized in the River Jordan or renewing your wedding vows aboard a boat on the Sea of Galilee. Here's a special message from Jonathan. I want to personally invite you to join me and my family in Israel. It will change your life and you will never read the Bible the same again. For more information, call 800-299-9374 or go to jewishvoice.tv slash Israel. Again, 800-299-9374 or jewishvoice.tv slash Israel.